Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Okay, before we get to quick takes, uh, this is another edition of Adam Carter is a Moron. And who better to uh, go to when you were talking about me being a moron than my wife, the lobster, Jennifer, who's on uh, the John Schuster Kobelbanger hotline. Uh, explain to the uh, listening audience what I failed to do and what I, what I did where I placed something. I was looking to be helpful the other day when putting away groceries, and what did I do? Well, <laughs> so I had no idea why you told me to call in. I was a little frightened. Um, so Let's talk again. about last night in bed, Jennifer. Uh, your thoughts. <laughs> I got a nice sleep. Um, so Ryan, has my 14-year-old who eats nonstop, has gotten into these, I um, can't even think of the brand name, but they're frozen fried rice, basically. Yep. You can get I love, chicken, love fried whatever. Rice. Yep. So I had done a target order the other night picked it up got a couple of them and i can't remember i think i did we have to go to practice or I, something was going on where I, like i brought all the groceries in and you're like i can put them away and i wasn't around so this was um oh so i ran i'm working from home this morning ran into the pantry i was gonna make some oatmeal and i look up and i'm like oh there's the frozen yes. fried rice did they leak at all or anything no, no, they're in the the bag that oh, yeah. you throw it in the microwave. Ba- are they still good? Do you think? No, oh, there's chicken in them. Oh, well, Charlie, no, but Charlie's shaking his head. Either. You'd eat them? I'd eat them. Yeah, let's just feed them to Ryan. I see mean, what happens. If, what's the worst? No, it's a fourteen year old boy. That's a fourteen year old boy. He's eating worse things. Can oh, you yeah. imagine? They're yeah. playing Hermantown. Hey, Ryan, here, have some rancid chicken, and then he's out on the ice, puking <laughs> hey. all over. Get into their heads. Yeah. Yeah. Puking on the ice, like that guy's advantage. crazy out, out there. All right. Oh God. Well, last time I'll help. I'll uh, see see what happens when I help oh, around the house. Yeah. Bad things happen. All right. Yeah, that's not the first time you've tried to pull that. So you All know right. what that's called? That's weaponized incompetence. Yes. He knows he, now. He, you. Now you're not going to get asked to put stuff away right. anymore. Yeah. Now it's just. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Have a good day. You're welcome. Right. Yeah, you do. Uh, Jennifer, my wife. All right. Could have been worse. Could have been like ice cream. It would just drip over everything. I mean, the boxes were warm. But again, with that, you, I feel with ice cream, you could have saved it, right? You could have put it back in the freezer. And the, if the container it? holds, yeah. But I like know, these I, boxes I were like warm, and it just looked like like a mix. I thought it was a rice mix. That's why I put them in the pantry. Yeah. All right. I again, I'd still eat them. Yeah. But and a fourteen year old, I mean, he's eating I know. worse. He's things. totally. Oh, I've seen on. him eat worse. Yeah. All right, we'll start it out here. Madonna is back in the headlines, Adam. She's being sued by fans in New York because of the because some of her shows uh, she performed there last month. Uh, the fans allege that the start time was supposed to be at 10.30 p.m., but the show didn't actually start until 12.30 a.m., ending about two hours later at 2.30. Adam, is this a fair gripe? Should they be suing over this, or is this, you know, litigation culture out of control? I th- well, I think in this instance, it's litigation 
culture out of control. But I'll say this, and this is another one of those moments where now it wouldn't have bugged me as a younger person. That's a late start time. 10.30, and then actually it's two hours after that. You think as, I as mean, performers get older, their start times yes, get earlier re- in the day. Relate but. to your audience. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of, well, maybe there is, but a lot of like super younger people going to, I get, well, maybe not, maybe they are, but at the same time, it is Madonna. It's not like it's, you know, uh, Celine Dion, where you're expecting it to be. But that is a good, like if, it's a good question, though. If if there if the start time is printed, what's what's a reasonable amount of time for it to? Be, what's the window there? Like, I think anything after an hour, it's like, come on. If like if the if you say the concert starts at eight, I'd like you to be on stage by nine. Yeah, I mean, if this were actually you know a thing that happened, every rock star on earth would be broke. Yes, for forever. Correct. Miss Lauren and Hill. Some are notar- notorious yeah. for... Guns and Roses used yep. to be notorious. Uh, Madonna, though, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to stay up till 1230 for Madonna, but I guess somebody does. There are a lot of questions here. It's like, why do we accept that from our artists? Yeah, it is just a part of the show at this point. Because we expect artists, I guess, to be addicts and, you know... I, I guess that's what all, it is. Because it's like, times you don't go to a basketball game and, like... Uh, you know, the Timberwolves, oh, the game started an hour late for no reason. But we we expect that when we go to concerts. Yeah. Because they got to do their drugs before they get on stage. Pretty is that kind of what, what it is? That's what's in my head. That's what I That's what's in my head, too. And I know there, yeah. that it's not happening, though. Like well, with, somebody's doing it. Somebody's doing it, but there's another reason at play there. Yeah. But very, very weird. All right, we'll move on to number two here. Adam, a $1 million prize from the Minnesota Lottery is now officially gone. For one unlucky slash lucky Minnesota. Lucky to unlucky. Clock ran out, huh? Clock ran out. Mega Millions prize bought in Fridley in 2022 uh, is no more. The million-dollar prize. Uh, Individuals, of course, have one year to claim their prize. Oh, by the way, there's still $2 million prizes from the New Year's Day uh, lottery giveaway that have not been claimed. So if if you bought a ticket there, maybe check yours out. Adam, what's the... Most you've ever lost monetarily from doing something dumb. And this oh. is kind of coming up. You just lost, what, five, ten bucks on your <laughs> fried rice? Yeah. The actual retail price, uh, thing, the finance. Oh, man. I know there's. You I mean, ever, I made a lot of dumb purchases before that are just like, man, I can't believe I wasted that much money on that. Um, oh, I'd have to think about that. How about you? Did anything come to mind? No, I was hoping you'd have something. No, I'm trying to think. I'm uh, nothing close nothing to a million. Like, yeah, dollars. no, no, and nothing oh. like significant. Like, oh my god, I can't believe I didn't invest. You know, yeah. like ten thousand dollars in the Yugo. I mean, I guess um, I I remember I, I had a, a job at a golf course growing up. Um, I I drove the picker out on the uh, the driving range that you know everybody hits at. Oh yeah, uh, and it's got you know this big axle in the front with yep. this unit on it snapped in half as I was driving it. The oh. whole axle snapped in half. So I don't know if it was my fault. I'd like to think it wasn't yeah. my fault, but maybe I was the one driving. So that would be that would be up yeah. there for me. Yeah, I can't think of anything that I totally blew an insane amount of money. I mean, gambling. It's like there's yeah. been times where I've gone and you try to chase you get to chase your losses at a casino or something. Have you ever had a fridge or freezer go out and you lost all your food? Oh, yeah. Or, you know. Oh, we had uh, we had a garage chest freezer. And the light was still on, so we didn't know it was, but the fan stopped working. Yeah. And it smelled, and it was in the middle of the summer in July. 
And suddenly, like well, deer in there. Or well, something. we 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 had a lot of chicken in there. And it started, the garage started to smell. We're like, man, is that just like dog poop somewhere? And it got worse and worse until we opened that freezer. And it was like a crime scene. It was horror. Everything had liquefied. It was just Oof. disgusting. You call in, I mean, that's like a health hazard yes. at some point. Right. You got to call somebody in. We ate the chicken. It was good. <laughs> All right. Number three here. Adam, do you know the World Cup is coming to North America in 2026? U.S., Mexico, and Canada all hosting uh, games, and it's, there's uh, been a report that the location of the final has just been chosen. It's not official yet. Uh, FIFA has not come out and yep. announced it, but a lot of reporters are now saying we know where it is. Big it is D. In this location. Jerry hey, don't World. give it away now. Sorry. It's not New York. It's not Toronto. Oh, it's not sorry. Mexico. It is Dallas. Did I step Dallas. on your touchdown? A little bit. A little yeah, bit. Sorry. It is Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Jerry World. Jerry World. Will be hosting the World Cup final, not Vienna, not Seoul, South Korea, Tokyo, uh, Sydney, Dallas, Texas. Uh, is this more bribery and corruption in FIFA? Is this a mistake? Oh, or do they know what they're doing? Bribery in FIFA? Oh, FIFA. I mean, when, you, when I look to uh, uh, ethical uh, institutions, FIFA is right at Set the top bladder. of the list. That's, that's the name I <laughs> yes, remember. Yes. Right at the top there. Well, at least uh, we don't have migrants dying building Jerry World. Like that's an advancement I over the, it is, the yes. Cutter World uh, World Cup. But that's going to be a huge deal. I, it's too bad that um, I think we're not. I, I think we're a training ground here we in the Twin Cities. We didn't get any games. We didn't get any games. Yes, I think I think some teams will be using our facilities as training areas. But no. But that's going to be cool. And it's North America, right? It's not just the U.S. Yeah, so Toronto, Mexico City yep. has some. So, yeah, there's Canada and Mexico yep. each have games I like well. that. I mean, uh, they have to use a real pitch there. they got to put real grass in there. Yeah, um, I think that's a FIFA rule. Re- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, regulation. So, but that'll be cool. That's a good spot for it. Is it? You, you, you want to go to Dallas, Texas? You don't want to go to New York for the big game? I mean, it's, it's literally the biggest sporting event on the planet. Okay, well, what's the, where would you put it? New York or L.A.? New York or L.A. Or, or, well, it was, or it, Toronto It's already or been in City. L.A. L.A. in 94, yeah. right? At the, at the Coliseum. So, so uh, yeah, Met, Met Stadium Met in Stadium, New York. Met Life Stadium. Met Life Stadium or Toronto or Mexico City. All sound like better options than Jerry World Dallas? and Dallas. Oh. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. All right. Number four here. We've heard it at the top of the hour on the news. Uh, Steve Simpson's been talking about it all morning. It's uh, been in the paper. St. Louis Park High School has canceled their classes today after two fights yesterday between many students and even allegedly a couple parents, yeah. uh, adults. Yeah, they got arrested. Yeah, involved in the fight and and arrested after uh, after one of these second fights. So they canceled school after these two fights. Now there were big fights allegedly. I haven't seen any video. Apparently there is some out there. I think maybe mm-hmm. you've seen it. Yep. Um, my question though, we were talking a little bit about this before the show. I, I mean, fights happen at schools, right? Is the correct outcome here the correct decision to cancel classes for the day? Is that? What we should be doing is St. Louis Park schools overreacting yes. by canceling classes a day, canceling canceling class at the high school the for a day. Uh, yes, I think it is. I'll I'll get into it after the break. Let's do that. What is it? An overreaction for St. Louis Park High School to cancel class today because of a fight, even though it was a big fight. Yeah, let's get into that next. Six five one four six one nine two two six. I say yes. They should be at school today. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. So, yeah, uh, St. Louis Park High School yesterday, huge fight. I have seen video of it in the school during the day, a number of students involved in the fight, and it apparently escalated and continued outside of the school, and that's when apparently some parents got involved and two women were arrested, uh, and there were some minor injuries involved. It is reflective of what we hear, and certainly people and organizations and political organizations and political groups who want to point out it's the destruction of the country. This country's going down the tubes. They love to jump on stuff like this and spread those videos saying, yes, this is, this is happening in all our schools. That being said, I have heard, and we've heard a lot of stories about schools where it just is a lot of chaos happening in the hallways uh, in classrooms, students being disruptive, people from outside coming in. Uh, so there is ample evidence that that is happening. But a fight abo- amongst a group of students is nothing new. I've We had fights in our school when I was in high school uh, 30 years ago. And actually we had a dance when I was in high school in 1991. Had two students get stabbed. And one student displayed a gun. And you know what? I don't even think that made the news back then just because, I don't know, they kept it under wraps or nobody found out about it or whatever. Now, that happens today. It's all over the place. Well, there's video. There's video. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yes. Everybody would have had videos. Um, So, and I look, I understand that school districts are uber sensitive to any sort of violent situation that happens on campus, and rightly so. But if we know the students involved in this fight, as evidenced by the video, and I would hope that at least police, certainly police, but also school officials would get a hold of some of this video and see who was involved, can they not issue the proper discipline here and then have students return to school today? Because St. Louis Park High School, not in session today. Uh, All of the schools in the district are. But, and I know it's easy for me to sit here and criticize their decision to call off school. But it seems to me this is a, a situation that, while yes, unfortunate, that yes, nobody wants to have, has now been at least put under control. And that you have identified students and, sadly, adults who were involved in this, and you can separate that. Um, unless it was so traumatic for the staff members involved that you would have to give them that day to take a breather. But I think it shows a lot of the school district saying, you know what, we're not going to tolerate this, and we're going to be back in class on Friday to make sure that we're all okay and we're not going to stand for this as a school.
Yeah, and, and you know, I, I understand where the school district is coming from, right? It's it's from a good place. They want their students to be safe and able to learn and all of these things uh, and do them well. But I don't. Does canceling school solve anything here? What is what is what is canceling this do in, in a positive way? Mm-hmm. You know, it just makes it it blows it up even more. Yep. It doesn't get you back into the routine. It doesn't get all of the students back just kind of at a normal time. I, I just don't understand. You know, unless there was a direct threat or there's something going on that maybe right. hasn't been reported. That, and I, that's I fair. That's a fair it. point, too. I mean, there, there may be something and it may be an ongoing situation that they feel they've got to get control of. And if that's the case. OK, um, but I hope they'd communicate that to at least parents in the school district so they understand uh, parents of high school students so they understand uh, what's going on there. I don't think they should be in school today. Everybody has access to guns. Let the situation cool down. Go back on Monday with professionals involved in the disputes. Uh, ignorant much. Somebody just texted him. They need to elaborate on that a little bit. Uh, I mean, having professionals in disputes, what are, what is that exactly? I don't know. Per- pertain. I don't get it. I don't either. I, I think you just have to get back in the in the swing of things. I think you know who's involved. I mean, the, these teachers and these administrators know dang well, you know, what this situation is, who is involved, sure. all these things. I would they hope know so. everything that's going on I would in hope those so. schools at, at times. So uh, for the vast majority of students, they're out of school for the day. Why? Yeah. Another texter, yes, tell the other students, nothing to see here, get back to class. Um, it's a cooling off period, someone else says. Okay. I, I Cool the kids off who are involved. Cool them off by, you know, suspending them or keeping them out of class. Everybody else shouldn't have to lose a day because of that. Yeah, I mean, we again, we've had fights in schools right. for forever. Why we've never had cooling off periods, yeah. and generally, it's not a big deal going forward. Yeah. I don't. Again, unless there's more information out here, I don't get it. Ten thirty news talk eight three zero WCC. We'll take a break. Friday means Tim Lammers. I can't wait to talk to Tim about True Detective because I liked it. I liked uh, the first episode of True Detective, but I saw a lot of people uh, disagreeing with me. I guess maybe I'm just wrong on that. We'll get Tim's thoughts on True Detective. We'll find out what he's watching in the theaters as well. Our Friday Conversations with Tim Lammers next on CCO. Well, Jordana put up with you for one week, Tim, and now she's sitting to hell with it. She's out again. I don't know what you said to her. What is going on between you two? That's the heck with the uh, movie reviews. Let's find out what's going on there. I didn't think the conversation was too intense. I didn't either. I sensed a little tension there, but I thought you guys would bury the old hatchet. No, I'm kidding. Jordana's off. We'll find out next week. Off all week. (laughs) Yeah, next week it'll be her and not me. So, (laughs) Jor and I are fine. We're fine. One of these days it'll be all three of us again. Um, There you go. Tim Lammers, we love talking to Tim. He joins us Fridays. Uh, to review a couple of things, and let's start out with this one, um, the theatrical release. Uh, let's hear a little of this, and then we'll get into it, because uh, it's a great concept, ISS. Let's hear a little of this. Oh, the ISS being the International Space Station. This is a great, uh, great plot here. How Does it live up to it? Well, yes and no. I mean, you're right. It is a great plot, because I can't recall seeing something like this before. You have three American astronauts, you have three Russian cosmonauts aboard the ISS, 
And there is some tension there. You can feel it between the two, and I think it's just cultural differences. And then all of a sudden they spot below. It looks like at first, oh, wow, that's a volcano going off. And it's like boom, 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 boom. And they finally realize uh, after being there's communication from the ground that there's a nuclear conflict going on between the U.S. and Russia. Mm. And the idea for them aboard the, the ISS is to take it by any means necessary, which means people could die. Um, you know, and that's where the fascination to me really sort of ended. Yes, I, I like the refreshing premise. And yes, the director, Gabriella Copperwick, she really creates this tense, claustrophobic atmosphere because you never realize how crowded the ISS is right. until, you know, and I'm only hoping that they, they looked into details here. But, you know, ultimately the movie feels hopeless and depressing to me because, okay, so you get control of the ISS. What are you going to do with it? Does it fire nuclear weapons? I mean, obviously not. I mean, what, what advantage do yeah, you what... have by having this in your control. The other thing is, since communication is out with the ground, since the internet is out, and God knows online controls everything these days, yeah. the ISS is falling out of orbit. And what are they falling? If they, if they do manage to escape it, where are they going to return to? Yeah. I mean, it's a nuclear holocaust. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. It's, it's depressing. So, yeah. It, it, so it, I love the idea, but I just don't like where it goes. Yeah, you know, you you just proved me wrong that I thought, yeah, it was a great concept, but you're right. Like if, if what are you what are you controlling it for if there's nothing else to control it for? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you could just poke holes in the plot all over the place. So, so there are six of these, you know, three astronauts, three cosmonauts. Yeah. You would think that they all have a different function aboard this thing to keep it afloat. And you know, it's not like a ship where you got the ship's wheel. How do you control it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I, I, I like it that they they go down this road and you're wondering, well, what what is the point really of all of it? It seems like a non-starter. You know, like I say, if they get out and, and they take the Soyuz rocket home and that's the interesting thing. The only way that American can get there now is via the Soyuz. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't even know if this was in production when, you know, Russian the Russians invaded Ukraine. Right. right? Yeah. What is what is the status right now with American astronauts aboard the ISS? Are the Russian cosmonauts on there? What is the tension like? Yeah. Do we still hitch rides on the Soyuz because we're supporting Ukraine in the war? Right. So, you know, yeah, there are a lot of different thought-provoking things here. Some of them have to do with the movie. Some don't. But uh, I guess what's the, the, that's the point of this movie. It kind of gets us thinking. What would happen if this really happened in real life? Is there a mandate that you need to take control? Or is there a mandate that you work together no matter if the conflict is between the two countries? So, yeah, very fascinating in that respect. But as a movie, Meh. in the dead of winter, kind of depressing. Okay. Uh, let's get to this one because I watched this uh, on Monday, the day after it came out. Uh, it's the new uh, latest, uh, I think, fourth season of True Detective after a couple of years off. True Detective Night Country starring Jodie Foster. Let's hear. I watched it. I thought it was fantastic. I love yeah. the mood of it, the darkness of it. Uh, the best thing about it, I love ones where there's like so many questions where Oh boy, I don't even know where to start here in trying to figure this out. 
hoping that right. obviously those questions will be answered as the season progresses. But I w- so far I'm fully on board. What do you think? Yeah, oh, I, I agree, Adam. And the thing is, is that I didn't see the three previous seasons of True Detective. This is my first season that I'm actually watching. Yeah. Now, the good thing is this is an anthology series like Fargo, yep. where there are different stories every season, different characters, etc. Here we have Jodie Foster. She's a sheriff of this small town or whatever it is in uh, Alaska. They just entered the night. 24-7 phase, yep. right? And and uh, this, the, there are a bunch of people, guys, that disappear from this research facility. The only thing they find is a disembodied tongue. Yep. And there's another um, a, a trooper who's, who wants to open an old case because in that case, a woman was stabbed several times and they cut out her tongue. So she thinks they're connected. She thinks this is a way to help solve that old murder case. And obviously, these two cases are connected. Jodie Foster, the biggest question I have of her is, why is she wearing the Viking sweatshirt? <laughs> yes, she's got the Viking sweatshirt on. That's right. You know, is it going to be explained? Is she from Minnesota? She mentioned she's a fantasy football fan. Yeah, totally Maybe in a fantasy you know, football. She's yep. wearing it on behalf of Justin Jefferson. Who knows? Um, but, uh, no, she's fantastic. The whole cast is. But you cannot go wrong with Jodie Foster. She is brilliant in this um, series. She's brilliant in the recent movie uh, that's on Netflix, Nyad. Uh, which you probably yep. will get a Best Supporting Actress nomination for. So uh, one other thing that I must point out about it, Alexandria, Minnesota native John Hawks yep. stars in the series as well. Now, John Hawks was uh, nominated for a Supporting Actor Oscar for uh, Winter's Bone, which got Jennifer Lawrence her no- first nomination, and he was in Three Billboards out, uh, outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Great actor. So I love the Minnesota stuff in it. But it is, and it reminds me of Minnesota today because it looks like it's really cold and yeah. dank and dark, doesn't it? Yes, and the I've, I don't have the actress's name, but the actress who plays the other detective, the uh, the Native American woman, she's fantastic too. And yeah. it's uh, there's a lot there that uh, was very intriguing. That I I can't believe you haven't seen any of the other seasons of True Detective. You know, I wanted to. Oh, but, you, got, you know, just the first one. When it started, just, yeah, yeah. Just watch the first one with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. That one was brilliant. Second season was laughably bad with uh, Vince Vaughn and Colin Farrell. And I can't. Right. The third one, uh, Mahar- Mahershala Mahar- Ali, is yes. in the third one. Yeah. And I I can't remember that one. I don't think it was as good as the certainly as the first season, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, hoping for a rebound here, and it sure seems that way. But yeah, it's um, I can't wait. It's one of those. And again, we've talked about this too, Tim. And I don't know how you feel about it, as opposed to whether or not you get a uh, like a dump on Netflix where you get all the episodes and you can watch them all at once. You can binge it, or the old one we're releasing this one episode at a time, week to week. And yeah. I gotta say, I still like it that way better because I love being able to marinate on a show for a week. And getting excited to uh, to see it, or whether it's Sunday or even or even on Monday, I I like it that way. I guess I'm old fashioned that way. Well, I you know yeah, it's called appointment TV, where it's like yes. okay, Mayor of Easttown also aired on Max, yep. 
formerly HBO Max, and it was that same sort of feel. I think that this this series, Night Country, is comparable to Mayor of Easttown mm-hmm. in a way. Callie Reese is the name of the actress you're thinking of, yep. who is the co-lead in this, and John Hawks. Uh, so smaller cast right to start. Again, the story is going to unfold Maybe we're going to find out that Jodie Foster's characters from Minnesota, Liz Danvers, maybe not. Who knows? But again, that that immediately piqued my interest. So, <laughs> but yeah, it, it it is great to sit there and wait and anticipate, and like you say, marinate. Wait, anticipate, marinate. Yes, Adam, there very you good. Go. Um, Trademark to, that. To, yeah, to, to, and that's that's the magic of these sorts of series. And again, I think that the one that's most comparable to this series before on Max is uh, Mayor of Easttown. But again, maybe if I see, I, I will see the first season of True Detective 2 to see what's, you know, how that is. Oh, yeah, it's very good. In fact, I might watch that again. It's so good. Um, it's uh, award season of Palooza. We've had the Golden Globes. We've had the Critics' Choice Awards. We've had the yep. Emmys. Now the BAFTA nominations are out, and boy, it sure seems like it's Oppenheimer's year. It really does. I mean, Oppenheimer won for Best Picture at the Critics' Choice Awards, which I, I vote on, and Christopher Nolan won. And, um, you know, I think it's also the holdovers year, though, too, because yep. they did quite well with uh, both Divine, Divine Joy Randolph and uh, Paul Giamatti winning uh, CCAs. The BAFTA nominations are different, though, because now we're getting where that and the Screen Actors Guild, they're very selective. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting five, six, seven, or six or seven nominees now. You're only getting five. They got a cutoff. So for Best Picture, Barbie was not a part of that, wow. which casts into doubt whether it really is going to... Yeah, I think it'll be nominated for Best Picture for the Oscars because they can nominate 10. 10, right. But, you know, when you have Lily Gladstone not making the cut, from Killers of the Flower Moon, you have to wonder, well, wow. now that the industry people are voting on this stuff and there seems to be a little imbalance with the way that, you know, the, these SAG Awards and the BAFTAs are shaking out, it's going to be interesting to see next Tuesday, you know, who's included and who isn't included in the Oscar nominations. We may have to have you on Tuesday when that happens. That usually uh, comes out in the morning, I'm right? Pretty much planning on it. Good. So uh, I'll get it together with Dave, yeah, because next Tuesday it's, it's going to be the big day. So Lily Gladstone so, uh, did not get nominated for a BAFTA, huh? Yeah. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah. I haven't and seen the know, movie, but it's sure she's being widely praised for it. it. I think it might be the first major, they call it snub. And my, my dear late mentor, Bill Carlson, always talked about this. You can't really call it snub, like a, an action by a full body of people saying we're ignoring them. Yeah. For all we know, uh, the number five actress got 550 votes for best actress, and Lily Gladstone got 549. She could have missed it by a vote. Hmm. You know, I don't think it's as harsh as they make it sound. Yeah. But, again, it's a, com- it's a competition, yep. right? So, yeah, it'll be interesting next Tuesday. We'll talk to you Tuesday, Tim. Have a great weekend. Stay warm, sir. Thank you very much. I will. You too as well. And uh, thanks to you and thanks to Charlie for sitting in for Dave. You got it. There he goes. Tim Lammers, streaming and movie reviews brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys seeking justice for the injured. You can find them at minnesotapersonalinjury.com and hear more from Tim at directconversations.com. Ten fifty four. Uh, that is your Linda's construction time check. Time to invest in Infinity 
from Marvin Windows. And again, uh, Lindis, one of the great sponsors of Let's Kick Hunger Day, which uh, takes place just in a, a couple of weeks from yesterday. February 1st, we'll be live uh, all day at Second Harvest Heartland, raising money for that great organization, feeding uh, those of us in need. Such a great day. And one of those days here uh, on WCCO Radio where we rely on the generosity of all of you listening uh, who donate on that great day to uh, raise some money for Second Harvest Heartland. Again, that is happening February 1st. And then a week from tomorrow at Target Field uh, is uh, Twins Fest. And we're a part of that as well. Saturday, I'm uh, forgetting the day offhand, but that is a, ne- a Saturday, a week from uh, tomorrow. I guess that would be the 27th, then, right? Because tomorrow's the 20th. Yeah, that math yeah, adds up. It's the 27th. Uh, so we'll be at Target Field. I know Vanita, Chad, Jason, all going to be broadcasting live from Target Field that day with a variety of Twins guests. We heard Joe Maurer on this morning with um, Joe Schmidt from KSTP. They've got a children's book. They were on with Vanita. But the big story with Joe Maurer is, boy, it sure seems like he is headed for a first ballot Hall of Fame. And that is surprising to me. I, I think Joe Maurer's a Hall of Famer, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't know about that, but... As you pointed out, it's he's a likable guy. Yeah, who votes on this? It's it's the media. What is the media like? Well, the media likes nice guys, guys that are nice to right. the media that don't C, yell at them. See Jack Morris. Yeah, so uh, who's uh, finally in the Hall of Fame, but part of the reason he didn't get in the first time is because of his personality, um, making the St. Paul connection. But uh, Joe Maurer looks sure looks like he's on his way to a first ballot Hall of Fame. Yeah, and you know those numbers generally go down when the anonymous ballots finally get released. Yeah. So it's it's probably going to be close. Yep. Um, but it's tracking like yep. like it looks like he's probably going to make it. But uh, do you know when that's announced? I think is it next week. I think. I think so. I believe next week at some point it's officially uh, announced who's making it and who's not. Speaking of sports, uh, it's uh, the divisional round of the playoffs this weekend in the NFL. One of the quarterbacks everybody will be watching is C.J. Stroud. And NBC taking a little heat for doing a little editing of a C.J. Stroud interview. I will get into that after the news. CBS, local news on the way. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.